right here on Never Had It So Good. Where are they now? A look back at the athlete's journey, a walk down memory lane, all the way up to the present, a discussion about teammates, impact coaches, competition, and how their team prepared them for real life. We groove with it all. Host David Riley, Tim Moore, and Princess Cooper, live on www.neverhaditsogoodsportsradio.com. It is time for Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio, and it is time for Never Had It So Good. Where are they now? I guess tonight is Bill um, Von Leer. We'll get him in here in just a moment. Want to get in Duck Riley and Tim Moore. And Duck, in Tim Moore's defense, you ask for a number between one and a hundred. You got to give him more than ten seconds, Duck. The thing of the number. <laughs> I text him early in the day. <laughs> Man, I've been running crazy all day, so it's been been kind of kind of a nutsy day here. Okay. okay. Well, Duck, <laughs> acting like he wants it now, Tim. We're doing, you know, we're drafting coming up. Um, give him a minute, Duck. You'll have it by the end of tonight's show. How about that? <laughs> oh man, oh man, he, he's getting off at seven forty, man. So that's gonna be tight. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And thank you for that information, Duck. We've got a lot of people waiting on. Let's go ahead and get our guests in here because I'm sure <laughs> our audience or our guests um, are not really privy to what we're talking about. Mr. Lear, how are you? Hi, how are you doing? Doing really good, sir. Thank you well. for being on. Awesome. Well, awesome. you know, when, awesome. I get a, when I get a text from Doc asking me to be on a show, how could I ever <laughs> refuse something like that? <laughs> okay. Exactly. So my question is coming up. Can you tell me about Duck's Dance in the End Zone? Um, so be prepared. Uh, well, more so than <laughs> Duck's Dance, and I'm going to actually go out of character here and compliment him. He was one of the best blocking running backs I've ever uh, seen. Oh wow! He was he was oh, he wow. was very talented. Uh, it was a good running back too. He not just blocking, but he he just used to really open up holes, which was really impressive. As far as his dance, uh, you know, I don't think he'd be winning any awards anytime soon. <laughs> good enough. That was exactly the answer I was looking for. Okay, Justin. No, no, but in all hey, seriousness, go. he was a he was a heck of a blocker and. Uh, uh, a, lot, a lot of fun to work with, with uh, the old Philadelphia Stars. Thank you. Thank you for that. And once again, proof that I am working with some legends on here, Duck Riley and Tim Moore. You guys take over. <laughs> hey, hey, Bill, I was hoping you, you were going to tell her if Dancing with the Stars would have been out at that time, I probably would have got on <laughs> uh, Well, you probably would have been better off on the gong show, Duck. <laughs> <laughs> and all of us on here knows that show that dates all of us. Yeah, Doug. I like that one. I want the gavel though to hit the gong. You know, just a couple yeah. seconds in. Just. <laughs> all right, I, I y'all, y'all know how to treat a treat a guy. But anyway, Phil, for the listeners, kind of take us all the way back where it got started with you. You know going through elementary to middle school to high school. Take us back that far and tell us where <laughs> wow. we were. Uh, yeah. 
I started, uh, you know, I grew up in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, outside of Philadelphia, and I uh, uh, went to a, a private high school, Archbishop Wood High School, uh, that have recently been very, very successful in football. We were we were successful, but not nearly to the degree they are now. At that time, those schools in the Pennsylvania area and the Philadelphia suburbs could not compete for a state championship, and uh, they could only go as far as a city championship. And uh, which, in my time at Wood, uh, I think we were a runner-up one time. We won we won our league and then lost to Frankfurt uh, High School, which was a pretty powerful school in Philly. In, uh, in the city championship. Uh, I played a year and a half, and then I actually started working as a student athletic trainer at Wood, which led me on to Temple University, where I was uh, a student there for you know four and a half years, which following graduation, hooked in with the Stars for 18 months, was with uh, the Philadelphia Stars right uh, 84, right before they moved to Baltimore. And when that was going on, that's when I decided to go to graduate school at Western Michigan. Uh, Western Michigan, I was there for about 14 months, got my graduate degree, and was hired at the United States Merchant Marine Academy as an assistant athletic trainer and an adjunct professor. Was there for two years and moved on to CW Post, which is now Post-LIU, and I was there for about 13 months when I moved back to the Philadelphia area. Both of those schools were on Long Island. Uh, and it was then I moved back to the Philadelphia area to uh, Mount Laurel, and I was the head athletic trainer at Lenape High School for, for 28 years. And it was a heck of a run. It was a lot of fun. I met some awesome folks, uh, some really good people, and uh, reconnected with Duck. And he was hired at Cherokee as a special education teacher, which was one of our sister schools, and then became the athletic director at Willingboro. And we had interactions there between uh, seeing him at different uh, functions, different events, different games, as well as uh, helping him set up his CPR courses for his coaches. (laughs) So uh, from from there, uh, I retired in 2017 from Lenape, and then uh, did what most people in New Jersey do. We moved south. Uh, live in Merle's Inlet now. I uh, retired from the profession officially 18 months ago because uh, after retiring from Lenape, I was still involved with the profession with setting up conferences and doing some consulting. And now I'm just, uh, as I tell my friends, I'm an international man of luxury. <laughs> Okay. Hey, Bill, when you were growing up, did you did you always wanted to be an athletic trainer, or how, how oh, did no, that no. come I wanted, about? No, I wanted to be uh, I wanted to be a running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Come on. <laughs> okay. No, I, I did not. That was not in my uh, plan. So I that came into being when I was in high school, when I wasn't a real good football player. You know, I was I was okay. And I realized there was something more to this. I still wanted to be involved in sports. And it w- and I took an interest in uh, the medical profession, and it gave me a way to be involved in both. Okay. I, I need to bring in a couple of guys that can really tell the whole truth about no, no, uh, yeah, this is gonna uh, about Bill Von Lear. So can uh, Precious, can you help me out? Can you get these 
uh, two, you know, me and then for me. They are already on. They're already on. Uh, Fred Rucker, is it any truth to be a Von Laird? I, I need to know this. He's a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Dave, I, I think you know, and Bill knows, he's the best athletic trainer I've ever worked with in my career. I've been involved in athletics for over 40 years, and I believe I worked with Bill at Lenape for probably around 15 years. And That's he's right. Yep. Yeah, he, he, he's the best in, in more ways than one. Uh, solid, good man, uh, very good to the kids, all kids, regardless whether you're an athlete or not. Good to the staff members who had various health issues regarding, you know, uh, different things. He, he was just a good go-to guy. And I'm proud to call him my friend. Wow. That is, that's very kind, Fred. Very kind. Thank you. But it's the truth. Hey, Fred, if I Go ahead. Go ahead, Bill. No, and Duckett, I had said this to Fred, and he knows my feelings about him. He was uh, the finest coach. He got things out of kids that most people didn't, and most people didn't see in, children, in students. And uh, he, he was the finest coach I worked with in in – 35 years, and that includes, you know, guys who won multiple championships in different sports, and but and not that Fred didn't, but uh, you know, he, he was awesome. And in and, and a sport like track, that often goes, you know, and I think Fred knows it, it goes under underappreciated at times. And uh, he he was awesome. He did things with kids that uh, you, you really you you really don't. He doesn't get the credit for in the. Uh, I don't think people understand what goes on in in, in those situations. Okay, uh, you know, if Bill, if I knew Fred was going to come out and share love and give you flowers, I wouldn't have brought him <laughs> on. I need to bring somebody else on that. I need some Jerry. Uh, Gerald Richardson, can you help me out, Gerald? A hundred percent, absolutely. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> Mr. Von Lear, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Jay. I, I got a story, though. It, it, it's probably back in the 90s. I'm going to say like 90, uh, 98, 99, where uh, I'm out at a JV football game, and this D-tackle, I'm not going to say the kid's name for, for the sake of uh, embarrassing him, but he got hit, and, um, I mean, he yelled so loud. I think people in the building, in, in the north building, probably heard him. And uh, Bill, he, he runs out there. And the kid is screaming. I mean, I'm thinking he, he broke everything in his body. He was screaming so loud. And so he gets out there, and Bill says to him, calm down, calm down. And the kid's still screaming. He goes, okay, okay. Where does it hurt? My leg. He says, okay, right here? No. How about here? No. How about up here? No. My other leg. <laughs> so, <laughs> So finally, finally we got the kid calmed down, and it was it was more of a hamstring or or a Charlie horse than anything else. And uh, the last name was Kennedy. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Bob. I, I remember the I remember it as it was yesterday. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. then uh, and, on, and he on, was on, a on. really he was a really great kid too. And, yeah. Uh, he he, was, he didn't have a tolerance for pain whatsoever. 
<laughs> but uh, I remember another per- situation. I remember another situation where a faculty member actually tours uh, Achilles I'll, I'll in a pickup in right a basketball I'm, game. I'm telling the stories right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have the mic. So as he was saying, I, I was you know. By the way, when Gerald gets the mic, it's hard to get it away from him. <laughs> Because hey, I was going to be a singer in my in my in my prior, in my prior life, uh, you know. But yeah, I was I was participating in the student faculty game, and uh, you know I I was in my forties, and I, I ended up uh, tearing my my uh, what did I tear, Bill? Oh, my uh, Achilles. Your Achilles. Yeah. So I go into work the next day. It was a Friday, and I, I come in during the weekend, you know, and uh, open the air. My foot up in the air, and I go back in on one on Monday. I go see Bill. He goes, "Gee, didn't anybody ever tell you there's not a single person in the NBA over 40 playing basketball? What are you doing?" <laughs> I was like, "Let's go. We're going to the workless comp guy right now." Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, but other than that, other than that, I really don't have any dirt on him because he's he's such an upstanding guy, and he. he he really cared for kids uh, with his whole heart, as well as the mm-hmm. staff members at, at Lenape. Uh, he just did a tremendous job getting my, you know, my athletes back on the on their feet when they were down a little bit. And um, you know, he he just really knowledgeable in what he did, and he cared about kids to the point where you know he he'd tell them hard no and a hard yes, you can do this, or no, you can't do this. And he mm-hmm. kept it straight with them. He didn't you know sugarcoat anything. And he just wanted to make sure these athletes were at their best when they were uh, they were injured or coming off an injury. Okay, that was very kind. Also, thanks, Charles. Okay, it's I want to bring want to bring Tim, man, Tim. Yeah, Bill. Uh, glad to have you on the program. Uh, I've only talked to you on the phone a couple of times, but I sort of feel like I I know you a little bit. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the important. You made a profession out of being a, an athletic trainer. And, you know, I think a lot of high schools and, uh, you know, they sort of like take that kind of a job for granted and they don't necessarily bring on professionals, you know, to do that kind of a job. But I think we saw this year with uh, the injury to DeMar Hamlet and how, how dire that situation was and how quickly they had to have somebody on the field dealing with him who knew what they were doing. Um, that basically helped to save his life, and the doctors even said that. Uh, talk to us about how important it is to have a good, solid, well-trained athletic trainer uh, with your teams. Well, I think it's it's also it's it's so important, and uh, it's probably in my world where I came from. It was probably the first thing an athletic director should do when they start a new program. Uh, I know that when, uh, and actually Fred ended up at Seneca High School when we were opening Seneca as a district, the, uh, you know, the, the gentleman who ended up being principal was the principal at Lenape at the time. And, you know, he had called me in and said, what do you think we should do? And uh, I think the AD at the time at Lenape was Mike Bauer and said, yeah, what, what do you, in your opinion, what's the, I go, find a really good athletic trainer to start your program. And, uh, you know, and that was the advice I could give them. And I think it's imperative that they do. And right now, uh, 
is a huge issue in, in, in the profession, even though I kind of stepped away, I try to keep my ear in, in it. The, uh, they're having trouble filling jobs. And wow. it's, and, you, and Tibian said, it's, it's, it's not always looked upon as very important. And one of the reasons is, you know, in the district I worked in, it, it was one of the better ones, but uh, they don't want to pay. Uh, you know, they bring a, they want to pay an athletic trainer the equivalent of a, a head coach every season, but they don't want to give them benefits or give them a, uh, you know, if you're a head coach as a, the head coach and get, is getting $10,000 a season, so it's $30,000 for the year, it's being there's three seasons, and they don't mm-hmm. want to give benefits. And for a few years, and I'm going to speak for the state of New Jersey, in, in New Jersey, you had 94% of the schools have athletic trainers. And of those 94%, right about 78% were hired by the school district that had good-paying jobs with benefits. Then all of a sudden, the budget cuts came, and they started doing away with that and contracting out to athletic trainers. They would uh, pull them in from clinics. Uh, you know, they work crazy hours, and they weren't making they weren't making a good wage. Were they making a living wage? I guess it depends how you're living. And uh, so I think that's a major issue. Now they can't get them. There's more job openings in athletic training in this year than there has been in probably 15 years. And one of them's wages and one of them's hours. Uh, we, again, really, really fortunate. And I think Fred and Gerald uh, realized that we brought in assistance back in the, in the mid-90s, right about 1997, 98, 99, right in that range, we brought uh, – part-time assistance in, and then in 2001, we brought full-time assistance in. And it makes a huge difference, not only for the care of the kids, because now the kids have, you know, better care. You have more people helping you. And the other thing that happened was it made the athletic trainer more functional. He was more mentally prepared because now, guess what? He could get a day off right, or two days off. You know, he could get a Saturday off, you know, maybe once or twice a month as compared to working six days a week. Mm-hmm. Now, when you bring up what happened with DeMar Hamlin, DeMar Hamlin having his heart stop on a football field, was brought, he was in a better situation than having it stop in a hospital. Mm-hmm. He had more people there. That whole system was set up in case that happened. And you got to give the – that's the one place I'd give the NFL a lot of credit. They really have their medical stuff set up well that they were ready for it. Everything they needed to do happened and happened right. If that happened on a football field in South Jersey or in South Carolina, I don't know how how success they could be very successful, but they might not be. Mm. You know, we had it happen at we had it happen at Lenape in a basketball game in uh, 2001 or two, where one of our, our a uh, Patron, a spectator went down at halftime of a tournament game. Matter of fact, it was yeah. December 30th, 2004, I think. And uh, we had a spectator go down, and mm-hmm. we had an emergency action plan, and it worked. And we were fortunate that we had the AED, you know, available. We had uh, EMT right there, who was actually our SRO at the time, was there, and it worked. 
everything worked and the gentleman survived. But, you know, I sit there every night when I saw it happen with Damar Hamlin that how fortunate we were that it worked. <laughs> yeah, I've talked to uh, a number of athletes uh, at, at at the college level and at the professional level who who say that their position coach and the athletic trainers are their best friends, the the most important people on the team for them. I I can I can see that we uh, we were I was close with a lot of athletes and uh, you know they all told me they liked me better than girls but I didn't necessarily believe them all the time but no uh, yeah no that's not true but uh, no I, I it, and again it's a, it's not necessarily a friendship but a uh, a respect and uh, I think a lot of kids I one or two kids that I'm still I, quite a few kids I'm still in touch with but a lot of kids look kind of you know. I know one in particular, and Fred's close with him, thought of Fred as, as like his dad. And he said, yeah, you were like my uh, my stringent uncle. So, <laughs> you know, we just, you know, I think that, you know, you have a different relationship with And they'll tell you things. They'll tell them athletic trainer stuff. They never tell a head coach. Right. Right. Nope. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take you over to Princess. Uh, all right. What you got, Princess? Sorry, sorry, I had to get my yeah, I had to get my mic on. Um, Mr. Von Lee, I want to ask you more. You mentioned Duck as a fullback, and you know we know fullbacks in the NFL. Why is that position now not as known or um, valuable as it used to be? Um, I, I didn't know that Franco Harris was drafted as a fullback. I had to go back and take a look at that when I was helping a, a young lady do a book report. But just talk about the value of where we've gone with the fullbacks to now where we are today. Well, I, I think, I, again, and I'm no football expert by any means, the person, you know, that might be able to answer that better is actually Buck. But uh, the, uh, in my opinion, I, I, the game has changed so much away from what – what I used to really enjoy with football was a running game. And they've gotten so far away from that, that the most important thing are these, you know, high priced receiver that's making an uh, awesome play down the field. They've, they've taken the running, the, the fullback in particular has just kind of gone away. I think the, the last time I saw, and being a Philadelphia Eagles fan, the last time I saw a really strong Philadelphia Eagles fullback probably was John Ritchie. And that's wow. 10 or 15 years ago, I guess now. And uh, the, uh, you know, I think that, that part of the game went away. I think from an athletic training standpoint, I'm, I guess I'm supposed to be happy about it because fullbacks historically had a lot more injuries than any of the other backfield people. They had more injuries, that, more shoulder injuries than the running backs. More, short, more issues than the quarterbacks who you can't touch anyway anymore, and uh, and obviously more head injuries as well. And you know, I don't I don't remember Duck having a lot of that. I mean, I mean he was banged up a lot, but uh, the uh, those are the things that you you see happening. That there's you know they got beat up a lot more, as well as the the game went away from that 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 you know two yards in a pile of dirt type thing. Okay, so I'm going to end with this. I want to ask Coach Richardson and Coach Rucker the same question, um, but I'll start with you, Mr. Van Leer, and that is you've mentioned your Eagles twice now. Your thoughts about the Super Bowl 
and how do you feel they'll <laughs> fare in 2023? <laughs> I, the Super Bowl, I think their defense let them down. Uh, unfortunately, they're, they're who I think is one of their star players shining and coming up. He fumbled a ball, and that's a shame. It, did that cost them the game? I don't think so. I think their defense just did not play well. And uh, I don't know if that was because of the players or the scheme. Again, you'd have to ask somebody who's more involved in football that question. And as far as what's coming up, I, I think they're going to be fine. Do I think they're going to, you know, have the 14-2 and two season or 14-3 season again? No. But I'm sure they'll be in contention again. I, I think they're pretty talented. They're still pretty talented. Okay, Coach Rucker, 30 seconds to a minute. Um, I'm not an Eagles fan, um, <laughs> mainly because I, my dad was in the military and we moved around. And the uh, team that I kind of follow and like, um, they were a star. Oh, Lord. Oh. <laughs> so, you can come on anytime, Coach Rucker. Anytime. So, so the star. I'm still hoping and praying. It's 25, 26, 27 years. It's been a long time. And you can't keep living yeah. on it. You've you got to do something now to compete with the Eagles and the Giants. And who knows? That's but Yeah, I, I'm uh, hoping that the star will improve. Coach Richardson? Yeah, uh, again, I'm not an Eagles fan either, but uh, I do enjoy watching them. And uh, I, I enjoy hearing the Monday morning quarterback uh, guys at work, like Von Lear and some of the other Eagle fans, about how <laughs> this guy should have done that, that guy should have done this, so on, so on. It's the same old tune every year, but who am I to say? I'm not an Eagles fan. But I'm, 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 anyhow, I'm a, I'm a Raiders fan, you know, and, you know, I'm like, just like Rucker, you know, we 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 got to get there, and we got to make some things happen, and hopefully the dice will blow our way since we're in Vegas. All right, all right. Last well, question I, for everybody. Say, yes, sir. Can I say one more thing with that? Be, yes, sir. Between the guy that's the, between Ruck being a Dallas fan and Gerald being the uh, the Raiders fan, we don't have anything to worry about because the ownership in the one and the coaching in the other, this isn't going to help him. Help him. <laughs> And I think you're right, for sure. I want to ask everybody who wins tonight, San Diego State or UConn. I'll start with you, Duck. UConn. All right, Tim Moore. Well, I think it's a push. It could go either way. Uh, San Diego State's got some athletes, and a lot of them. What a game, San Diego State. You lead the whole second half, and then you pull off that. Um, Coach Van Van Leer. Uh, really rooting for San Diego State, but I don't think that's going to – I think it's going to be UConn. All right. Coach Rucker? UConn. Coach Richardson? The Aztecs, San Diego State. I'm a California guy. I go go with the California team. <laughs> All right. All right. I think we got about even there. Tim, thank you. This was awesome. We got to do this again. Thank you, Mr. Von Lear. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Doc. Thanks, Tim. Hey, Gerald and uh, Fred, great talking to you. Good hearing from you. Yeah, All right. you thank, thank you. Thank you, Ronald. Bill. All right. Tell your wife, Coach thank Rucker. you. Awesome. I was just going to say Coach Rucker and Coach Richardson is always awesome 
when you all are able to come on. We appreciate you. Well, thank you. We appreciate what you do. And Bill Von Leer is a good friend of ours, and Gerald and I have been lucky to have a guy like him to work with because he cares about kids and he cares about people. And that's the best thing going. For sure. All right, we've got to get out of the way for our our show at the top of the hour at 7 p.m. Gentlemen, have a great evening, okay? Thank Thank you. You guys have a good one. Take care. All right. Thank you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.